This podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy, an amazing company that is changing the way we look at health and wellness. Now Alchemy is using uh, monatomic gold and ormus, which is sourced from two ocean sources, the Dead Sea and the Himalayan Sea. Ormus is a powerful combination, a liquid known as the golden food for the gods. And in ancient Egyptian times, it was known as the light elixir. This energy not only shifts and brings back the dimensions of your body, but allows your entire light body to expand. Any particle breakdown inside of your system becomes repaired. It opens up your third eye, increases manifestation potential, balances the left and right hemisphere of your brain, and increases brain capacity. And that's not the best part of it. The very best part of it is actually enhancing your shamanic abilities, such as increased dream lucidity, being able to feel the energies that are around you, and being able to balance both your chakras and your internal and external Internal world increases your human biomagnetic sheath, known as your aura, and relieves stress and anxiety. Now, this is something you have to try. So go ahead and check out Now Alchemy, a sponsor of the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hi, welcome to Ancient Wisdom Podcast. I'm Shaman Dirk, and I love you. And did anyone tell you they love you? Because I love you, and I need you, and I value you, and I see you, and I honor you, and I know how powerful you are, and I know how smart you are, and I know that you're a creative genius, and that you always think out of the box. And that you're always at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing at the right moment. And I love how when you're around your friends and the people around you, you bless them with powerful energy. You clear their blockages out of their life just by standing next to them. I love that about you. And I love how you shine your light when darkness is present. How you let the darkness know that you are a powerful being of light. That you are walking, living, breathing God in this embodiment. And I love how you honor that. I love how you honor yourself as a child of God, as a, as a child of creation, as a child of source with limitless power. And I love how your mind is always dashing to limitless possibilities. And I love how you're always pulling yourself out of every situation because you have the ability and the know-how and the insight to do so. I love how you're easy for you to navigate your life. I love how easy it is for you. The navigation processes that you have are amazingly upgraded, and I love how you utilize them because you allow the spirits to constantly upgrade your energy, upgrade your mental, upgrade your emotional so that you can perceive information at higher frequencies and make choices that serve the greatest purpose in your life. I love that about you. And I love how people come near you and you're very touchy-feely. You hug them, you connect with them, you put your hand on their hand when they're talking. You make real connection with people. And I love what a great connector you are. 
I love how your heart is always open for joy, happiness. I love how you have sustainable love growing and constantly showing up inside of you. I love how you have sustainable joy when you wake up in the morning. And I love how you smile before you go to bed. I love how you're always putting the best thoughts in your mind about people in the world. And I love how you can always see the light in people, no matter how dark or how dysfunctional or how difficult they may be. I love how you don't react to situations that are there in your life that would get under some people's nerves, but for you, it's nothing. I love how you always just bow and smile and always have a cordial, regal way about you. How you carry yourself in the way you walk with understanding and honor, and you see yourself as a love ambassador. And I love that about you. I cherish that about you. I love how you have the regal personality where you don't get involved in petty squabbles or arguments or bickering or debates because you know that is no more than just needing to prove something from insecurity. And I love how you know that that's insecure. And I know how you know that you don't have to fight or battle anyone to be truthful in who you are. And I know that you know that all information coming to you will come to you easily, gracefully, and with love. And because love will be the energy in which you respond to in every way. When someone hugs you, someone touches you, someone makes love to you, someone talks to you, you will know if it's love because you know what love feels like. And you know what love feels like inside of your body. And you know what love feels like inside of your mind when you hear it. And you know what love feels like when someone is sharing words with you and they're where they're coming from. Why are they directing these words at you? You know it's because of love. And I love that you know that. And I love that you can sense that. And I love that you understand love in every situation. I love how you know that the world is not against you. And I love how you are aware that everything is happening in the universe is for you to assist you to love even deeper and that the journey of life is love. And I know that you know that even making money or being successful or having everything in your life from financial success to public success to everything is no more important than love. And that the mission is love. No matter what you have, the mission is love. And I love that you understand that. And I love your humbleness and your humility to own that, hold that, and really create that in your life. I love how you don't just go buy things that you don't need and you only buy things that you need. I love how you don't accumulate waste and that you take care of the environment. You don't buy things that are destroying the environment. You buy things that support nature, support yourself, and support the longevity of our species as well as all sentient beings on earth. I love that about you. So thank you. Thank you for being on earth and thank you for being such a lover of life. Thank you for being an amazing, powerful being that I love with all my heart and soul. And I love that you love you. So I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about what relationships represent and what they did represent in the past. Now, when we get into understanding past relationships, we have to realize that a lot of relationships in the way, way past were arranged marriages, where you were set up with someone that you didn't even know, and you were put into a relationship that each parent on both sides of the family, both on yours or the other, would see that the relationship or the marriage was necessary to create a strong family um, bond, be it financially or power within society. 
And that was how things were. So you wouldn't get married to someone unless they were in your social class or that they had certain social graces that were very familiar to your family and or they had prominent stature in society that was associated to what your family wanted to connect to or that your family also embodied. And as relationships begin to grow, we begin to go into this idea because of relationships, there was the old paradigm, which was that women's place in the home is to bear children, make sure the house is taken care of so that the man can go out and make money and build a substantial fortune so that the home of the woman and the children are well cared for. And as that may have seen well and good to them at that time, as we begin to progress forward from that old um, information of that old, old paradigm and then moved forward, relationships continued to hold that contractual um, agreement, as well as now the difference was that you could actually go off with someone who was not in your stature, someone who was not in the the makings of your family's um, behaviors or etiquettes and so forth. You were able to um, move into a situation where if you were not of a high honor, you love someone, there was an acceptance of you connecting and being together, and you would then become a part of that high honor. And of course, in some cultures, that was not so. Some cultures held on to the old paradigm of relationships based on contracts and family negotiations and power. However, in all of that, you have to ask yourself this question. Was any of that based in love? Did any of those choices that were put in front of them, be it family contracts, building a family power unit, or whatever it was at that time, was that love? And even to the point of how religion played a very strong place in relationships, Where if you look back in the old times, like for instance, now a lot of people celebrate Valentine's Day. But back then, St. Valentine was murdered and killed for marrying people outside of the church. So if you look at the understanding of how love was an agreement, not only between your family, but also within your religion. If you married someone from a different religion or different spiritual belief, it was not okay. And even still today, there are still cultures that hold very strong to keeping their bloodline pure or marrying within their religious beliefs. For instance, if someone is Muslim, they are expected to marry someone who's also Muslim. If someone is Christian, they want to marry someone who's Christian. If someone is Catholic, they want to marry someone who's Catholic, and so on and so on. Even in, um, in Judaic culture, If you are um, Jewish, they want to keep the bloodline pure, so they marry another person who's Jewish. All of these are based on ideas of power and ideas of keeping certain traditions and certain energies intact. Again, is love a part of the situation? Is love present in these rules? You see, these old paradigms of relationships are literally tearing the very core of what a relationship is. Let me help you understand that a little bit more. If you look at relationships from the point of view that you are operating in a place of understanding the other person so that you can give to them what they need in order to be ha- for them to be happy so that you're happy, 
How does that make any sense? How does it make sense that your whole purpose is to do everything you feel you need to do in order to make the other person happy so that way you're happy because they're happy and therefore you're safe and that the relationship is going to maintain and continue. You see, there are people who are holding on to old false beliefs and relationships and not in just the false belief in relationships, but let's even just take it out of the relationship category of boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, or however people choose to see relationships. Let's just look at friendships, for instance. Friendships and relationships don't have a real big difference. The only difference is, is how much you allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to that person on all levels of your being. A friend is a person that you can confide in, that who always has your back, who supports your growth, your evolution, and is there to also guide you by giving you wisdom in a loving way to help you and assist you when they see that something is imbalanced or not going the right way or operating for you in the way that brings you the highest joy and the highest level of love in your life. A friend, a true friend, loves you unconditionally. They don't have a judgment of you or an expectation of you, or they don't put any kind of demands upon you of what it means for you to be a friend. A real friend is someone who shows up when they know they can show up, not when you need them to show up, because a friend is someone who checks in with themselves to make sure they're able to give what they can give without feeling a form of wanting something in return or having some expectation of needing something from you in order to qualify you as a friend. A friend would never ask you to do something that you have checked in with, even though your, your system is saying for you not to do it. And the friend is saying that you should. If you love them, you would. That's not a friend. A true friend is someone who's able to have fun with you, play with you, enjoy you, share intimate connections with you in the sense of sensuality through hugs, through hand touches, to walking and sharing conversation. Perhaps you place your arm out. I know for myself, when I'm with my male or female friends, I always, you know, have a very, um, I put my arm out so they can lock arms with me and we can walk and talk about life and all of the things that we are going through and so forth. I have very old ways about me. However, we have to understand the the direct understanding of how people associate relationships. You see, a lot of people are in what we call false, unproductive, unqualified relationships. That means that you are in a relationship that is either draining you The relationship is making you change yourself to be what the other person wants or you're jumping through hoops to prove to that person that you're lovable and that you're good enough for them to have as a friend or in their life. Well, there really is no difference in when it comes to being with someone that you're dating. You see, every relationship that you create in your life starts from friendship. And if there is no friendship, then a relationship is either based on contracts and agreements or it's based on the idea that you provide something and I provide something, and together we are fulfilling each other's needs through a codependent behavior. That means that we are operating from a place where we are not being authentic to who we are with ourselves, 
We are seeking our validation and our understanding through the other person and our well-being, as well as our stability and our ability to maintain our life as a whole. That means that if something happens to that person, then we will see it as a difficulty for ourselves because we have relied upon our survival and our ability to adapt through the other person's need to be alive or for what they provide or what they can give us or take care of. This does not support a healthy relationship, not on any level. A relationship that supports a healthy relationship is based in self-independence. It means that you don't need the other person to tell you how amazing and wonderful and powerful and beautiful and sexy and smart and all of the things that most people want to hear from the other person in order to feel good about their life or to feel a sense that they are loved. They seek to understand themselves through the other person, and this causes a huge strain on their emotional intelligence. It causes a malfunction in their thinking process, and it limits them from allowing their heart to open to levels and degrees of love that is capable within the human structure. That means you will begin to withhold if you are not getting what you need or what you believe you should get. You will punish, you will condemn, you will look for things that irritate you, you will find things wrong with the other person, you will start losing attraction for them, you will start creating an enemy who is now moved into a different category because they did not meet your rules and expectations of what you deemed necessary to have a relationship. And that goes for friends, that goes for boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, anything. Everything and anything that has any form of control, judgment, or any form of expectation or need for survival through the other person is a dysfunctional relationship. It is a relationship that is going to unravel over time or someone is going to have to to bend in that relationship to meet the other person's needs while giving up their own. And let me tell you, it is not okay. It is not okay for you to be a slave in love. It is not okay for you to be codependent in love. It is not okay for you to operate from a place where you think that love is contractual. That love is you being taken care of financially or that love is someone putting their arms around you and giving you affection or perhaps believing in what you do as far as if you're into yoga or if you meditate and your mate doesn't meditate with you or do yoga, you assume that they do not love you or care about you. No, these are false ideas that cause heart pain. They cause breakups, divorces, separations, fights, war of the roses, all of it. Where people fight, put each other down, scream at each other, slam doors, walk out of doors, call the other person names, abuse, 
hurt them physically, emotionally, and mentally, all because the lack of understanding what it means to have a healthy relationship is not put on the table for each person to learn and grow. And why? Because our parents and the movies we see and the media likes to manipulate you into believing in certain ideas about what it means to be in a relationship. For instance, how many heartbreak songs do you need to program into your modus operandi, into your subconscious mind, and make unconscious beliefs about them without you even knowing just because you choose to listen to a song over and over again like a mantra that programs you into believing that that is how relationships are supposed to end. Painfully, with heartbreak and despair and anguish and annihilation, and you can't function, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't think, you're losing your mind. Some songs will even go as far to tell you that you have to seek revenge. And that you have to do something in order to make a wrong into a right. Some songs will have you believe that you have to smash cars and blow things up in order to get back at the relationship. The the amount of manipulation that comes in on so many levels from the media, from the marketing people who are out there playing games with your heart and making you buy things or try things based on you having love or you not having love. When in fact, the whole scam is based on the idea that your antiquation of love is only seen or valued when someone else sees it and values it from the outside. So therefore, the moment you step into a relationship, unless you are meeting some expectation or some idea of what it means for them to see you, value you, or understand you, you're doomed. That's what has been programmed in society, my loves. That has been what has been fed to us through media, through all these cards and Valentine's gifts and chocolates and all of these things like, you know, this is what love represents and this is what love looks like. And if you buy her this diamond ring, she's going to love you. And if you buy her that Gucci bag and if you dress like this, you're going to get laid, men. And if you, if you operate in this consensus of taking these vacations to these places, you're considered a good romantic lover. And if you buy these roses or buy this thing or buy that, you are considered a person who understands love. You are a person who is meeting the standards of love. Your meter of love is not going down, which means you're going to not be alone. You sell your soul. To the world, you sell your heart, your beingness, who you are to the other person. So you're not alone. You think you're alone, baby. You think you're alone. The only person who's alone is God. Is God. Is source. Is spirit is the illuminated one that lives inside of you, known as your inner child. The part of you that seeks for your love, wants your words, 
wants a relationship with you. It watches you fulfill contracts. It watches you jump through hoops. It watches you run around and do everything you can to get acknowledged and validated and told that you are someone who wants to be, that you are someone that someone wants to be around and that you are worthy of being around and that you are needed or wanted and valued. It watches all of it. And you know what it does when it watches it? It loves you. It loves you and waits for you to come inward to love it. God, your soul, you. Why aren't you running around doing all those things for you? Why aren't you running around and buying yourself flowers? Why aren't you buying yourself uh, notes on Valentine's Day? Why Why aren't you taking yourself on vacations? Why aren't you saying beautiful words to yourself when you wake up? How come you are not whispering into your ear sweet nothings, all kinds of beautiful, sweet words to fill you up, to fill God up inside of you, your soul that seeks to yearn of your own love? It yearns for your own love. It wants you to love it more than you love anything on the outside so that you are capable of having love on the outside because you're capable of having love on the inside. And it's without contracts. There's no negotiation. There's no, you have to jump through hoops or have some meter that you have to strike every day and keep yourself above the line of failure in order to be loved by that which is already inside of you, loving you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The love that's already inside of you saying, hey, I'm right here. Why don't you see me? Why aren't you doing that for me? You're never alone because I'm with you. Therefore, if you're never alone and I'm with you, you don't have to sacrifice or compromise on the outside world to anyone. To anyone. To anyone on any level. That means any person who comes to you in your life and shows up and presents themselves to you, whatever they may offer you, money, sex, they may offer you beautiful words, they may offer you all of these things. You don't have to compromise, sell yourself, give of yourself, or compromise any aspect of yourself to get that in order to be validated because you are loving, nurturing, and giving, and validating, and loving the part of your being and knowing that God is always inside of you, always with you, always there to keep you, to embrace you, to love you unconditionally. That says, don't change who you are. You know, once I was in a relationship and I was with someone who hated me banging the drums, you know, I'm a shaman for God's sakes. You know, I bang drums, I get up, I chant, I dance around the house. I might be doing uh, shamanic passages in the backyard where you hear all kinds of sounds coming out of my mouth. One second, I might be on the floor having a trance. Next second, I might be writing on the walls certain sacred words. And, you know, I might be doing all kinds of different things. I might be holding um, sessions in my living room where people are sitting around and sharing and talking and laughing and, and, and having a beautiful connection and a powerful ceremony. One day I might be in the backyard howling at the moon. 
One day I might be laying on the bed, completely wiped in oil all over my body and wrapped in white cloth with crystals and powerful, um, you know, soil pots around me and energies and sacred symbols on my body calling on certain powers. I'm a shaman. This is what you get. You can't put me in a box. You can't lock me up and tell me how I'm supposed to be when I'm with you. If you can't embrace who I am, then you're not the one for me. I don't need to compromise to make you comfortable so you can be comfortable with me, so I can be comfortable with you. No way ever, ever, my darlings, ever, ever should you ever compromise. Compromise pie is nasty as shit. It's disgusting to eat compromise pie. You have to be who you are. If you are with someone and you like to dance around the house, salsa dancing, or you believe that you're a fairy and you want to go in the backyard and sing to the trees, and that's and the person's looking at you and say, you're crazy, that's not your mate. That is not your friend. That is not the person who belongs in your life. They do not belong in your life because they can't flow with you. They want you to be, they're uncomfortable by you. They're uncomfortable by you. That's because they don't belong with you. You see, we put ourselves in dysfunctional relationships. We align ourselves with dysfunctional situations with friends and so forth that judge us, condemn us, look at us like we're crazy, think something's wrong with us because we are in the wrong group. We're in the wrong tribe. If your mate is fine with who you are and you go to yoga and you do all these other things and you do shamanic work and healing and whatever it is, you're drinking drinks and going up to the mountains and bang and, and, and hitting bells and, and, and singing songs and doing all kinds of beautiful things and you come home with flowers in your hand or you're a man and you come home and you're wearing just a loincloth and you walk in the door and you're just loving on yourself and that person doesn't have a problem with you, but they don't get involved with you, that doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means they don't understand how that fits within them. But if they're judging you and rolling their eyes and snickering, or you feel like you have to walk around on eggshells and tippy-toe around them, well, then you've got problems. Because tippy-toeing and rocking on, walking on eggshells, basically, you, basically what you're saying is that you shouldn't even exist. You are going against the core energy of God and source. You are going against the I am that I am principle. You are going against I matter principle. I am here principle. You are going against that principle of creation. The moment you walk around on eggshells, the moment you tippy toe around people, the moment you can't express yourself spontaneously with your friends. If you go doing cartwheels in the middle of a place and your friends look at you like you're weird, those aren't your friends. Goodbye. Those aren't your friends because your friends will love and accept you unconditionally. I would never, ever put any kind of restraint, resistance, judgment, fear, or any kind of hesitation or any restriction or expectation on any of my friends because then I cannot say I love you. I would be a liar. 
I would be someone who is not authentic. I would be someone who shows up and says, I love only half of you, or I love 10% of you. I love only 2% of you. I love 25% of you. No way. I am a being of love. And when I say love, I don't mean love just to say it like it sounds cool, love. I'm saying unconditional, sustainable love. When you are in my presence, when you are around me, be as you choose to be. Let your I am that I am shine, radiate, glow, and illuminate the room as you are. I have friends who will take off their clothes and wear an Apache loincloth around them at the middle of a party they're having. And I don't care not one bit. I am not sitting here creating rules and regulations of what it means for you to show up the same way I am not doing for myself. If I laugh out out loud hysterically and my friends are like, okay, Derek, you're drawing attention to us. You got to go. You got to go. Because you are not operating in a place of authenticity within my tribe. See, my tribe that I'm a part of, the tribe, which is our tribe, doesn't judge. We embrace. We embrace differences. We embrace understanding of new ideas, new colors, new shapes, new designs. We embrace it all. We're not walking around. Something's wrong with you. I remember once I had a pool party at my place when I lived in L.A. in Silver Lake. And there was this amazing guy um, who actually became uh, uh, a well-known drag queen on, on RuPaul's Drag Race. But at the time, I didn't know, you know who he was. And he was in my backyard, and he had taken some of my Bougainvillea bushes and made himself a beautiful headdress and walked around the pool party. I said, that's absolutely wonderful. You have done beautiful things to yourself, my dear. He started laughing with a smile on his face and said, I love you, Shaman Durek. I love you. I love how you just love people and let them be who they are. I said, absolutely. You bring color to life. You bring joy to life. You bring newness to life. I met this amazing man in London who was DJing. And he has a very androgynous look when he had different color hair, green hair, red hair, different um, eyeliner on. Very beautiful man, powerful man, DJing, but beautiful uh, feminine energy spirit in him as well. I said, thank you for being on this planet Thank you for bringing a new rainbow color to the beautiful rainbow we already have. You see, there is a beauty about these things. You know, one of my friends said to me once, she said, beautiful, beautiful friend of mine, Kelly Rutherford, we were sitting down and talking and she said to me, Dirk, you know what the beautiful thing is life? I said, what is that, my dear? She said, the beautiful thing in life is all of the differences that you get to experience while being a human being. All of the uniqueness doesn't mean you have to be in it. doesn't mean you have to do it. It just means you have to admire that it exists. Just admire that it exists. If someone is, is different, don't judge them. Let them show up because that is, their, that is their creation that is shining through. That is them as God shining through in their beingness, of their I am presence. The biggest reason why we have problems on earth is because relationships are a big downfall in our evolution because of the way that we understand relationships, the way that we judge and condemn and limit and limit people from being who they are and create expectations and rules of what it means to be loved and to be valued and to be liked. I have no rule. 
You can walk right up to me and hug me and I will hug you and embrace you. I can lay in the room in my bed and you can come in my bed and snuggle me and I will have no problem. I won't be like, why are you in my room? You're so disrespectful. What are you doing in here? I would be like, hey, that's great. Come and give me a hug. I love to be cuddled by you. No problem. I once was taking a shower and I had a friend of mine, him and his wife, jumped in the shower with me and we washed each other's bodies and laughed and giggled. It was nothing sexual going on. We were just being playful kids and having fun. Then we got out, dried each other and then hang out on the, on the beautiful porch out in nature and enjoyed each other's energy. Had a nice cup of tea. I'm not here to place you under some rule or box or some kind of label, because if I do so, then I cannot say I love you. Who am I to judge you? Who am I to tell you how to show up for me? You know, once I had a friend, she was in the hospital. She asked me, Shamandur, could you please come to the hospital? I asked my guide, should I go to the hospital? They said, no, you shouldn't go to the hospital. You spent a lot of time in the hospital. That's not the energy you need to bring in right now. You have a lot going on this week that you will pick up on a lot of energies. It's best suited for you to help her when she comes out of the hospital. So I said to her, I can't go to the hospital, baby. I can't show up to the hospital. She goes, what? You're not going to come for me in the hospital? Well, I was there for you when you were in the hospital. I said, yes, babe. But I, I checked in and my spirits told me I can't. She's like, okay, whatever. That's surprising. Okay, that's fine. And, you know, she was that way and she got off the phone with me and I could sense attitude in her tonation and her elocutions of her her talking to me. But I just let it be because I had to honor and love myself because honoring and love myself is honoring and loving God. I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it slower. Honoring and loving yourself is honoring and loving God. If you want to show God spirit or source, that you love creation, then you have to love what creation created. The trees, the flowers, other people, yourself. Everything that creation created, you have to love. Because if you cannot, and if you create rules or limitations or lacks upon any of those creations that creation created, then you cannot say that you love God. You can't. You can't say that you love God or you love spirit or you love source if you're willing to judge another person because God created that person. You don't know why that person is the way they are and you have no right to know why that person is the way they are. All you are supposed to do is admire the beautiful color that is coming in front of your face, the beautiful sparkle that has just showed up, a wonderful new design, a wonderful new gift, a wonderful, beautiful artistry that has just showed up for you to just look at and say, Aha, I see that you exist. That's it. I love you. I'm glad that you are here. Thank you, God, for bringing a new color to the rainbow, a new sparkle, a new diamond, a new type of gem, a new beautiful creation. This is what is necessary for us to understand each other as a species. That's the reason why other beings can't come from other planets and land starships here where you can see with the visual eye that there is a ship landing with beings coming out of it and offering us new technologies, new advancements in science, ways to prolong life, ways to heal things that we've not been able to heal on Earth, and ways to fix our environment. No way. No way will these beings come here when we have not shown an understanding of relationship within ourselves and relationship with others and unconditional love and acceptance of new colors, new rainbows, new gems, new designs, new artistry to be present. 
How are we, if we can't accept new forms of art being created by God, how can we accept them? What if they have more than one, two eyes? What if they have more than two arms? We can't accept that if we can't even accept ourselves. Who are we kidding? Why are we going into outer space? To do what? To look at stars? To find out new regions of stars? You're not going to find any beings. It's a waste of money for humanity because we are not being productive in the way we need to shift consciousness on planet Earth. And the reason why we're not being productive, the reason why we're not stepping into that, that, that place of evolution beyond the thresholds of fear is because we're stuck in loving ourselves by embracing ourselves, accepting ourselves. Because we're concerned if other people will accept and embrace us. (laughs) Isn't that a funny thing? (laughs) I mean, you got to look at it. It's funny, isn't it? It's hilarious. It's like we can't accept ourselves until someone else accepts us. So we can't accept who we are born or created to be. So if I was born blue and someone didn't like blue, I changed myself to green. And then God would say, but that's not the color I created you as. You're blue. And I'd be like, no, but I can't be blue. I have to be green because no one loves me. But God, but I love you. That's why I created you as blue. So why are you going off as green? Get back into your blue. You're going to suffer. That's not your color. That's not your, that's not your, who you are. That's not your, that's not your creative aspiration of your being. That's not how you were created in form. No compromise, people. No compromise. Every time I hear people say, oh, well, you need to compromise when it comes to relationships. These people are stuck in old paradigm. Oh, you have to, you have to sacrifice in relationships. You have to compromise. You have to change yourself to make the other person happy. These people are stuck. They need to get off that compromise train. That thing is leading in circles. It's stuck in a loop. It doesn't go anywhere other than to the pain, the suffering, and the hurt, and the confusion, and the lack of love, and the feeling of loneliness and abandonment. All of that comes in. Because why? Because you choose to change yourself to meet another person's expectations of what? They, uh, they have expectations. And if those expectations do not fit within who you are, that is not the person you're supposed to be with. That means that someone else is supposed to be with them that merges into their life where there's no compromise. Because not everyone is going to do the same thing. That's the reason why people always say to me, how come you're not in a relationship? I can't just go as a shaman into any kind of relationship. It has to be someone very special to show up in my life, to be present, to walk with me. Because I am a bird of many colors. I have many wings. And sometimes I turn from a bird to a jaguar, from a jaguar to a dolphin, from a dolphin to a bear, from a bear to a snake, from a snake to a butterfly, from a butterfly to a raven. You never know. One day, I might be male. One day, I might be female. One day, I might be ET. Next second, I might be a little boy, five years old, 13 years old. Maybe I might be, you know, just another type of being that just walks around. One day, I might be a monk and I'd be in silence and just looking at you and smiling and bowing to you around the house. You don't know what you're going to get. So, babies, listen. You don't know the truth of your being if you're seeking it from the outside world. The truth is already inside of you. The spirit of love is already inside of you. It's waiting for you to turn around and say, hey, 
I'm putting my direction of love in the wrong place. People are always like, when is that special someone coming in my life? I'm like, they're already here. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, they're already here. They're like, where? I'm like, here, let me show you. Come with me. I take them right to the mirror and show them their face. I'm like, it's you. They're like, no, Shaman Derek, that's not what I meant. What I meant is, when am I going to meet the one? When am I going to meet the guy? When am I going to meet the girl? When am I going to meet that, that person? <laughs> I said, really? And what will you do when this person shows up? Hmm? What will you do? What will you do if this person shows up and you can't even look in the mirror and see that that special person is right here? How are you going to see them? Hmm? Or are you going to pull in a karmic relationship And when I say karmic, I don't really believe in karma. When I say karmic, I'm going to give it a different word so you can understand it because I don't want people to think like karma from like the understanding of Hindu karma. You know, when I say karmic, I mean relationship that's based in compromise, a relationship that's based in you trying to control the other person or them trying to control you, where you're not showing up authentically, where you're changing yourself to meet their expectations, where you're making them more important than you, when you're making your life um, more imp- uh, their life more important than you so that you're running around doing everything to make them happy and they're not happy and you're making yourself unhappy where you're running around trying to create all kinds of wealth and prosperity for them when they're just sitting back and nothing is satisfying them unless you buy them a diamond ring or a Rolls Royce or you put them in some fabulous house or perhaps you buy them a Bentley or you get them some kind of uh, Louis Vuittons, you know, whatever. Those are just functional relationships based out of control, contractual agreements, and fear. Fear with a capital F-E-A-R. Fear. Why? Because you're not honoring and looking at yourself as that which is already that you've been seeking. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say karmic. I don't mean like karmic in that sense. I mean karmic in the sense that it's drama. To me, karma is drama. It means you accept drama in your life and you want to say that it's karmic, like something's coming back from the past to get you. No, you're just drama. You're drama. You're drama because you don't want to look at the truth. You're drama because you feel you've been listening to that that album for far too long. What is it, Taylor Swift? You're listening to Taylor Swift for far too long. Who knows who else you're listening to? People talking about beating up cars and blowing up things and watching videos where girls are like, you know, getting revenge and guys going out and doing things. You're listening to your buddies too much, telling yourself that women are only good just to have sex and, and utilize and, 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 and build up your ego because you just because you, you have insecurity as a man and you need to keep filling up that insecurity um, every time you with another woman, that's why you can't be faithful. And that's why you can't be with someone because you're constantly stuck in a place of insecurity because you feel that you are not good enough because every man seeks to be acknowledged all the time. He wants to be told he's hot. He's sexy. Oh my God, you are so great in bed. Oh my God, I love your energy. I want to just hear about you. I want to know more about you. When men get to talk about themselves because they don't get a chance to emote growing up as kids because men are not taught to emote. We're taught to stuff and be strong. So when they feel like a chance to emote and share and whatever, they get all like they get a high from it. They get excited. But all of a sudden they're in a relationship because they're in a, a dysfunctional relationship and they're constantly being told what's wrong with them and that they're not good enough. And this, they're going to cheat. 
They're going to go off with another girl. That's why a lot of men don't want relationships. Our women who are constantly seeking their man to fill them up, tell them, oh, look at how much I sacrificed for you, babe. Look at how much I gave to you. Look at how much I take care of the kids. Look how much I do for you. Look how much I help you build yourself up. And then you're not going to make love to me. You're not going to buy me flowers. You're not going to remember Valentine's Day. You're not going to like remember my birthday or anniversary. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. What is this? What is this? What kind of stuff is this? Sounds crazy. What is this? That's not love. That's control. Women need to fill their own vessels so they're not dependent upon a man to fill their vessels. Not dependent upon men to fill their own vessels. They are giving to themselves. So when a man shows up, the bar is lifted. He has to show up with something different than just telling you a bunch of sweet things. How many times do women take men back after they did so many abusive, destructive things just because they say, I'm sorry, baby, and bring them flowers and tell them, I love you so much. I don't know what I would do without you and all that. Please. He's just so insecure. He's afraid to lose what he really wants, which is a solid relationship, but he can't have it because he's not, he's not telling himself. Men look outside of themselves for validation as well. And they do it through sex and they do it through women feeling like they have women coming on to them. And they're doing it for all of these things that they feel they're getting filled up from. And that makes them feel like a man. Every time I talk to my boys, they're like, yo, that girl loves me. That girl likes me. She wants me. She's this. She's that. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? Look at that woman. Oh, my God. I bet you I can get her. It's all like a game, like a hunt, a competition to show what? Their ego that they're somebody. That they're sexy. They're beautiful. They're this. They're that. Instead of them telling themselves that and women telling themselves what they need. And therefore, then they come together in a relationship that is based on self-independence of love for the self so they can show up authentically and have a healthy, loving relationship without control or trying to tell someone what they should and shouldn't do. They, They don't need to compromise with themselves. They come into a relationship without compromising. So that shows true love. That's what true love looks like. You don't compromise. If I'm a health person and I'm in a relationship with someone who smokes and drinks, I'm sorry. But I won't be able to swallow that. So that means that that person's not for me. Why would I subject myself into a relationship if the person smokes and drinks when I'm a health nut and I'm a purist? Why would I do that? So I can judge them and be mad at them and be agitated and be like, you should quit smoking. You should quit drinking. You should do this. You should do that. No, that's not love. I don't want to be that person. So I just, that's not the person for me. I'd rather be with someone who is living their life and honors themselves and loves themselves because that's how I honor and love myself. So therefore I know that I can swallow it. So I don't have to ever ask them to compromise who they are. I, the universe puts us together because we are a match. We are a match because we're operating from authenticity. I'm not coming in the door hiding things or coming in at 20 or 30% because I'm afraid they're not going to be able to love the other percentages that I'm hiding from them. No, I'm coming in 100%. This is what you get, 100. You're getting 100 lit Shaman Durek. 100 lit Shaman Durek. That's what you're getting. Can you roll with that? Good. 
because I can roll with you. Because obviously I'm coming in because everything that you represent, I don't need to change. I don't want to change. I don't want to make you jump through hoops. I don't want you to walk on eggshells. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be as you want to be because I'm going to be who I'm going to be. I'm going to be drumming. I'm going to be chanting. I'm going to be hugging you. I'm going to be wanting a lot of sex from you. I'm going to be the type of person who's going to be taking flowers and throwing it around the house. Don't get weird when I do it because that's me. That's who I am. You are who you are, but we will come together and create something beautiful and resonant because of the fact we're showing up real, 100% real, 100% real, we're showing up. So what is love? Love is freedom. What is love? Love is nurturing. What is love? Love is independent. What is love? Love is unconditional. What is love? Love is sustained love. Not I have to work for it in order to keep it going. It is sustained because you enjoy the person who's around you because you enjoy yourself being around you. Because you can look in your mirror and realize that the greatest love that you've been asking to show up is right here, right now. Who's here right now? Your love is right here, right now. Go into the mirror and look at yourself today. Go into the mirror and look at yourself tonight. Look in the mirror and say, Thank you. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for the greatest love to show up and it's you right here. And now I understand where all my energy needs to be directed to. So that way, when I choose to create a relationship in the physical world, I have a healthy, loving, nurturing, giving, prosperous, divine, playful, enchanting, romantic, free, honest, authentic relationship. This is what it means to step into a place of love. It doesn't matter if it's a friend or if it's someone that you're intimately connected to, okay? If you are a person who feels you need to change people, that's because you are unsettled with yourself. If you can't accept the beautiful colors that show up in life and you've got to label things and condemn them and make them wrong or right based in judgment, that you have, to, you have to say, okay, this is okay, but this isn't okay, then you don't understand God. You don't understand spirit. You've got a lot to learn. And you're going to learn it. And you're going to learn it because you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to learn humbleness and humility. You're going to break yourself down by making yourself upset and crazy because you can't digest, accept, embrace other artistries that exist on planet Earth. No one asked you to do it. But you can't sit there and judge other people and then think you love God and think you're a spiritual person. You have another thing coming. There's a reality check that needs to be checked all over your head. And it needs to be checked strongly because if you think that you're going to go around and judge someone for the way they choose to operate, then you don't understand life. You don't understand creation. You don't understand that that God, spirit, source is the most magnificent, powerful amazing, out-of-the-box, creative genius of geniuses of geniuses artist that will think so much out of the box you can't even understand the depth and the multitude and magnitude and quantum levels of thinking that it takes just to make an ocean, just to make a human being, just to make Anything and everything you see, the colors on the bird's feather, the stripes on a, on a cheetah, the eyes of a panther, it's an artist. 
And if you can't marvel at the wonder and awe of life, then you cannot marvel and wonder at the awe of God. So stop telling people you're a spiritual being because a spiritual being loves incessantly, loves without limitation, loves all things created. Doesn't get into contracts and negotiations and friendships. My friends are my friends because I enjoy spending time with them because we have good time together because we love and embrace each other unconditionally. We have self-sustaining love for one another. We have sustainable love with each other. I don't have friends who get weirded out if I hug them or hold them and they start thinking, oh, you know, oh my God, is, is he gay? Is this gay? What is this? No, uh-uh. If that was the case, you wouldn't be my friends. Not going to happen. If I kiss a girl, um, kiss one of my girlfriends on the lips, all of a sudden she thinks I want to go to bed with her? No. They know that I love them unconditionally. If I share intimacy with them, that's because it's an agreement that we make to share energy. That's what lovemaking is. That's what sex is. It's called sharing energy, spiritual energy. If you're a person who's just going around having sex with people just to have sex with people... That's because you're weak. You have insecurities inside of you and you're not choosing to connect with that person as a sentient being, as a human being, and realize you want to share something beautiful with their energy source. They have energy in their being. You're sharing that with them. If you're just going around having sex with people without being consciously in love with them, look, you can have a one-night stand and have conscious sex. But if you're going around just filling up your vessel because you're weak and insecure and you feel like that's the way you empower yourself, then you're a vampire. You need to get you need to get out of your vampirism and your vampire behaviors and you need to come back to reality. Look at why you're insecure. Look at what's really not showing up for you. Look at where you're afraid of real, authentic love. You're too powerful to be playing these games. Too powerful. You go out and you drink and you go have sex with someone you don't even know who they are. That's because you're in pain from other relationships. You're in pain. You're hurting yourself. You're going into a place where you don't care anymore. You're just hooking up with people because you are in pain from other relationships where you weren't being honest with yourself. So you were judging and condemning yourself because the person hurt you. They either cheated on you or did something to you. So when you act in that behavior, that's because you're in pain, babies. Heal that wound. You know, when you're here on Ancient Wisdom today, I'm going to drop it like it's hot. Okay, I'm going to drop it on you in such a way so that you can be the most powerful, enlightened being walking this planet Earth. You should be sharing this information, sharing it. It should be coming out of your mouths like butterflies flying in the sky, coming out of your mouth. Every time you open your mouth, you're sharing the knowledge of this energy to people, telling people, go listen to this podcast. You got to get your mind, understand what's happening to you. Have a friend listening to this song, reciting words in the car, and all the words and the mantras of the song are pollution, poison, manipulating you to believing in false ideas of relationships and love. How are we as a species going to come together if we continue to operate against ourselves? We're not. 
The first key of order is relationship with yourself, then relationship with others. That teaches you the foundations of the structure of humanity and life. Humans can hurt animals so easily and hurt them and not even think they feel pain worse than us because they don't have a relationship with themselves. They don't even feel anymore. They shut down their feelings. They become numb, callous, cold, distant, shut off, barricaded, locked in a fortress, playing games with people's emotions, not caring about things because they're hurt and in pain. You got to melt that ice. You got to scream. You got to cry. You got to realize the only reason why you're in pain is because you lied to yourself. You accepted conditions that were not authentic to who you are. Someone cheats on you. You shouldn't be hurt. You should be thankful. Thank God I saw this. Thank God I found this out. Now I have to decide if I'm okay with it. And if I'm not, then I bless you on your way. You were my friend before we came into a relationship and you will always be my friend. But I can see that you are feeling insecure. You are not meeting up to your energies. You are not operating from that consensus of being conscious of the things that are happening inside of you. That's why you're going out and cheating. That's the reason why you're lying. Because people lie because they're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of not being loved. They're afraid of being rejected. They're afraid of not being accepted. But if you started out as a friend, I am friends with every single person I ever dated were friends. And I've had some tumultuous relationships. Don't think all my relationships have been peachy king because they haven't but I've learned through it. I got my PhD in relationships through going through the nonsense, going through the abuse, going through the ups and downs and the games and the passive aggressive behaviors and the screaming and the yelling and the slamming of the doors and all the crazy things that I've gone through. And I'm sure you have as well, my loves. But mark my words on this. I assure you, if you begin to witness the spirit of God inside of you and have a relationship with yourself and become your greatest lover, the one that will show up for you in the physical will be a match to your greatest lover. And that energy will be so beautiful and wonderful. That will be the person you spend the rest of your life with. That will be the person who shows up for you and says, I don't ask you to change. I don't ask anything of you other than to spend time with you, be with you, laugh with you, share with you, make love to you and grow with you and have fun with you and experience earth together. That's it. Don't try to change a donkey into a stallion and don't try to change anybody. Remember, you are the power. You have the power. You know what it takes to have this power. And you have everything you need to be successful and reign supreme. And when it comes to building beautiful friendships that are based in unconditional love and acceptance and beautiful relationships, be it boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband or wife, whatever it means to you, do it from a place of truth and honesty and authenticity. And I assure you, Without a doubt, with no compromise, you will experience love greater than you've known. I know you can do it. And I know it's possible for you. And I know that you understand everything that I'm saying. And I also know that you're going to share everything that is necessary in your life 
to other people about this podcast, about the wisdoms that you've been taking in and how it's been changing your life for the better. Because me and all the beings that are part of me and all the beings that I work with and all the tribes and ancestors in the spirit world and all the angels and all the masters, we love you. We love you. We life you. We understand you. We get you. We honor your beautiful color, your creation. We love it unconditionally. And all we're asking for, all we're asking for is this, love it in return as well. Just embrace it. Love it. Don't change yourself. Don't worry about what other people or your family is going to think or see because you were born into that family to be as you are because you don't know you're going to create cataclysmic changes in, that, in, in your family just by being who you are. But if you try to change yourself, then you're not making the changes that you came here to make on planet Earth. Why did you make this journey? You didn't make this journey to be a slave and you definitely didn't make this journey to compromise and eat compromised pie. You made this journey to bring love for the journey is the journey of love and you have the power and the ability to see our species evolved. Powerful, powerful, powerful information about relationships, right? I mean, isn't it time for us to kind of really understand the depth of relationships and how we operate in them and how we can be successful within them, as well as having that knowledge. I'm so happy to share this with you, to to enliven your life with truth and understanding of how you can build substantial relationships that are beautiful and wonderful and based in authenticity. Thank you for being a part of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Thank you for allowing me to share with you knowledge and wisdom that has been passed down from generation to generation to me and formulated in a way that makes sense in the modern day. I am so, so happy that you're on this planet with me. I am so happy you're on this planet with me. It's amazing. And I'm happy that you are here sharing in the love and the knowledge and the wisdom so that we can lift and shift ourselves to higher possibilities and be able to enrich our lives for the better. Please share Ancient Wisdom Today podcast with all your friends and family so that they also can shift and lift to higher possibilities. And remember that you are a powerful, wonderful, dynamic, and divine being. Thank you so much. Please check me out on Shaman Durek on Instagram. And also go check me out at shamandurek.com and sign up my newsletter to find out where I'll be speaking and what town and where I'll be doing workshops and trainings and so forth so that you can be a part of more growth and more excellence for your being while being here on Earth. Until next show. Thank you. I love you so, 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 so much. Bye.